Hi, I'm Hayden Christensen with Bayberry Fresh. I'm an upstart farmer in Fort Collins, Colorado, and you're listening to Upstart Farmers Radio. Hey, this is Perry Baptista and Dr. Nate Story with Bright Agrotech, and today we're excited to welcome you to the new Upstart Farmers Radio podcast. Maybe you've heard of the Upstart Farmers before, and maybe you haven't. We're a new, innovative group of farmers, and either way, we can't wait to introduce you all and begin talking about problems, solutions, and successes together. Here at Bright Agrotech, we've been floored by the success and the progress of the Upstart Farmers since their inception in 2013, and we want to share their success with you. Each week, we'll talk about one topic or issue that Upstart Farmers want or need to learn more about, and we'll hear from a few Upstart Farmers across the growing network. So first things first, Nate, what is an upstart farmer? Mm, that's a really good question. So for us, we, we kind of consider ourselves the original upstart farmer. And uh, we were basically a bunch of young guys who wanted to farm, but we didn't have much money and we didn't have any land. And so we were kind of um, forced to figure out how could we get into this industry? How could we start doing what we wanted to do with no land, no money? and um, very little chance of finding land or finding money. So that's what kind of inspired us to build the towers. And once we had the towers built and we started to meet other people who, who had the same calling, who had the same desire, we realized we could build a community around this production technique, a community around this idea that towers enable us to use less land and use less money to actually do what we want to do. So that would be my long, drawn-out answer of what is an upstart farmer. Uh, The short and sweet answer is someone who wants to farm and is using Zipcrow Towers to to leverage very small amounts of capital, very small amounts of land uh, to do what they want to do. And they're very passionate and innovative people as well. The advances we've seen from our upstart farmers are always amazing and great to see. They're trying new marketing techniques, new business models new growing techniques as well, along with the Zipgrow Towers. It's really amazing. So why create this group of upstart farmers? Why not just keep this as one person, one farmer? Why make this a community movement? Well, you know, back in the day, a lot of people said, oh, you should franchise this. Oh, this is this is really sweet. You should hang on to this. But from the very beginning, our ethos was not this could be a humongous uh, organization, this could be a big corporation, this could be tons of money. Originally, from the very beginning, we were always enthralled with the idea that we could take these great tools that we've developed and enable other people to do what we were doing. So um, it, it just has never been part of our business philosophy, I guess, to... Um, to exert too much control to pursue like the franchise model. Now I'm sure some of our farmers will go that direction. We'll we'll build franchises or we'll build like multi-site farms, and that's awesome. Uh, we want to help them. We want to encourage them. Uh, it's just not kind of it's just not really what we're into. So uh, they are doing amazing things. It always it's incredible to me every time I talk with our farmers. I hear something new. 
and they're thinking about the problems in the right ways and they're they're figuring out how to address them and that's really exciting um, and, and for me that's really the point of the upstart farmers organization is it allows you know instead of just one person struggling with 10 problems it's 20 people struggling with 10 problems and the solutions uh, are found much much sooner and if you're part of the network if you're sharing if you're engaged if you're helping the other farmers and they're helping you those those solutions get spread and uh, the word spreads and people start to uh, use them and everyone's enabled. I think that sense of community and support that is within the Upstart Farmers is something really special. It's a level of transparency that you don't see a lot in agriculture. What else do you think makes the Upstart Farmers so unique? Well, I think um, a lot can be said for the fact that most of us are relatively inexperienced. Most of our farmers do not have farming experience. So for an older farmer, this just this is this is how things work. They're used to it. They've been doing it forever. Uh, it's it's not that overwhelming to them. But for brand new farmers, it's it's a really overwhelming thing to to be forced to uh, jump into this new arena, to be to jump into this new industry, to figure out all the compliance issues and how do I do this and how do I do that and how do I grow this? Well, because everyone in the in the organization is really young. Uh, at least as far as uh, being a farmer goes, uh, being a part of this industry, it makes it makes everyone really open-minded, and it makes us be more collaborative because uh, we, we can't afford to hold things close to the chest. We have to share that information, and um, so that, to 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 give you the short answer, um, really it, it comes down to the fact that everyone is excited to learn more, and. As we learn more and we share that with other people, um, the, the fact that we're newbies really doesn't matter. It, it's, it's an opportunity. I'm Terrell Chapel with City Planet Farms, and I'm an upstart farmer because I think producing nutritious food in our cities is going to be one of our biggest challenges in the next decade. And I'm passionate about solutions and, and working with other people who are passionate about providing solutions for our sustainable future. Hi, this is Hayden Christensen with Bayberry Fresh. I am an upstart farmer because the resources and community available to me really help me build my business and increase my chances of success. So you mentioned the ZipGrow Tower. Can you tell us a little bit more about what a ZipGrow Tower is and why it's unique? Yeah, so um, the ZipGrow Tower was kind of the product of my PhD research here at the University of Wyoming. And as I was finishing up my research, I realized that this was a great tool. It helped me increase my production, and it's something that we should try to commercialize, see if other people are interested in it. So uh, the ZipGrow Tower is just a piece of farming equipment, really, for greenhouses, for indoor, for the sides of buildings, uh, any type of vertical surface or uh, area where you want to grow volumetrically as opposed to on a single plane. And um, the ZipGrow Tower helps us do that. It's just a vertical hydroponic tower. So we, we don't use soil. We're just growing with hydroponic solution. And the plants grow out of the face of the tower, and uh, we can increase our yields. And hopefully, especially for upstart farmers, access new markets because we can take 
the towers to market live. We don't have to harvest them. We can let the consumer do that. So there are just some uh, kind of interesting aspects to the tower that open new markets and that enable our farmers to sell in new ways. So is that why Zipro Towers are such an integral part of the Upstart Farmers? Because they can access new markets in new ways? Yeah, you know, so I when, when I talk with folks, I, I tell them that our approach to the markets is it's almost like playing Go. It's not like playing chess or checkers. It's playing Go. The idea is to keep as many options open as possible. And what that means is you can... Um, you can approach your market from a very exploratory kind of angle. And you can try a lot of different things and find out what works. So, I mean, with, with traditional technology, say with traditional NFT troughs, something like that, you, you have a fairly, you have one way to sell your product. I mean, it, it will come out in one form. And um, it's limiting. And for a small producer who's investing a lot of money, who's coming into a fairly uncertain market, who, who hasn't grown before, um, that's problematic. So the idea with the towers is, hey, you can do cut product, you can, do, um, you can sell it all of the traditional ways, plus you can sell it these new ways. You can sell it as part of a green wall. You can sell it as, as a uh, living product that people cut for themselves. Um, there are all of these models and options that open up when we don't have to cut a head of lettuce or when we don't have to just do a roots-attached clamshell-style head of lettuce. So that's the idea with the towers, is we keep as many options open as possible and give people as many different opportunities as possible to be successful in their market because all markets are different. There is not one market where, uh, you know, there's not a one-size-fits-all approach to markets. And, and people have to find um, the best market right off the bat and, and get access it, use it. So um, that's the goal with the towers. So then this new technology really does make the upstart farmers something completely new, doesn't it? Yeah, so really what the upstart farmers represent is relatively small farmers, new entrants, and, and uh, they're experimentalists. I mean, all of our farmers are approaching their markets and they're discovering really interesting things because they're using new technology to experiment in the market. And that's really exciting because it means that they're no longer locked in the traditional produce markets, which are ugly, ugly places. It's tooth and nail competition. It is a brutal, brutal fight uh, between producers to sell their product before it spoils low margins, high volumes. It's not the kind of game that small producers want to play. So for our um, upstart farmers, really what, what they represent is, is this really freeing um, experimental approach on a small scale to niche markets. And um, as they begin to conquer their niche markets, of course, then they can scale into larger markets and scale into larger markets. But the great thing is that they can start from the bottom up. So it doesn't take an awful lot of money, and it doesn't take an awful lot of know-how. It doesn't take an awful lot of much, really, on, front end, on the front end to get started. So that's really what our upstart farmers are. They're, they're experimental. They're um, typically um, somewhat idealistic. They're excited. And um, we're finding that they're also very successful. And that front end really is a point that a lot of new and small farmers have issues, you know, just getting started. So, yeah, I, so, yeah, you know, it's 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 exciting. 
it's really, really an interesting um, thing to be a part of. And our growers are really, really fun people. I mean, all of them are engaged. All of them are pumped up about their markets. And they're discovering really cool stuff. And I should say they're also achieving really, really great margins for the most part in their markets. So, yeah, it's something to be excited about. And it's something that, you know, without going into an hour-long rant on um, kind of the state of agriculture and land speculation and all of these factors that are, are driving land prices up and in, increasing the capital expense necessary to start farming, w without ranting about that for an hour, I will say that, um, you know, this is proving to be a very interesting alternative to a traditional agricultural venture. So you spoke a little bit, Nate, about back when you were first starting your farm and uh, the motivation that led to the starting of Bright Agrotech and the Upstart Farmers. Uh, about when was that? How long ago? Um, so we've been farming here in Laramie for oh, probably six or seven years now, but really out at our new place for about the last two and a half, three years. And um, as far as when the Upstart Farmers really got started, I would say it started long before it was even formal. You know, we've only really formalized this in the last year and really started to be intentional about organizing it. But um, it really started with some of our first customers, the people that got it, that embraced the idea, that implemented, that executed, that moved things forward. Um, in the face of a lot of adversity, honestly. So these are, are guys like Chris, like up at Fresh With Edge. And, um, you know, lots of the freight farmers and, and a lot of our initial customers that saw the potential and the idea and they embraced it. And from the very beginning, you know, we were on the phone talking really often, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, once a month, um, relatively often. Uh, we were calling each other up and talking about the problems and trying to figure out solutions. That's really when it started. Um, it just wasn't formal yet. So in the last year, we've managed to kind of um, put some meat on the bones and start to build um, some structure around those relationships. And fundamentally, that's what it is. Uh, fundamentally, we're just kind of celebrating a relationship that already exists. And uh, we're getting to uh, enjoy those relationships and enjoy the benefits that come when a lot of people tackle really hard problems and put their heads together and try and find solutions as a group. So this sense of community and joint problem solving has really been present since the very beginning of the Upstart Farmers, before the Upstart Farmers even knew that they were Upstart Farmers. Oh yeah, and you know, a lot of that is our fault. You know, when we first started selling Zipcrow Towers and really started promoting them, um, you know, we were just selling them as components. We weren't selling turnkey systems at that time. We weren't selling any of the support equipment for them. So we'd sell, you know, this, these components, we'd hand these, these uh, towers off to someone and they'd go and they'd kind of scrap them together however they could. They had to be uh, inventive, they had to be creative about how they put them together. And um, so as part of that, you know, as different people implemented them in very different systems, lots of problems arose and we'd have to get together and we'd have to talk about them really regularly to find, find solutions. And um, the great thing was is that we, we almost always found solutions. And interestingly enough, a lot of people found really, really unique ones. You know, like Chris up at Fresh With Edge, he's up in Rochester, Minnesota. His, I mean, his father, he, he's mechanically and, uh, you know, when it comes to engineering, just 
he's got a mind for it. And his father is very similar, you know, super, super talented, super intelligent. And they, you know, uh, he didn't like planting, uh, so his father actually built a big mechanical automated planter. <laughs> I mean, the thing is cool. It's on YouTube. Uh, we, we should find a link and post it. Um, but, you know, these incredible tools that people are developing kind of off on their own and sharing them with the group and telling people what they're doing. I mean, it's amazing the solutions that people are finding to problems that may be uniquely their own. So how have the Upstart Farmers grown since they first started? Well, they've grown a lot. I mean, back in the day, it was us and a few other folks that were using towers and and trying to approach their market, especially with the live sales thing. So right off the bat, uh, most of us were shooting for live sales. That was really uh, the, the ties that bound us together were all kind of centered around this idea that we can take this product to market and we can sell it live and the consumer can do all that labor for us. And as a really small producer, that's freeing because we don't have to hire all of these laborers to do all of this really intensive harvesting and rinsing and all of the all of the stuff that comes with harvesting. We can eliminate those costs. We can eliminate the garbage and the packaging. And that was kind of... Um, what everyone was shooting for right off the bat. And so, um, yeah, I mean, th there weren't a whole lot of us. There was maybe uh, four or five farms initially. And um, a lot of the time, even right off the bat, there was maybe two or three other farms that really we really interacted closely with that called us up, that were aggressive about uh, pursuing that relationship, aggressive about, you know, calling us up and asking us, hey, I've got this problem, you know, what are you going to do to help me fix it? Um, and that was that was really good. But since then, you know, we've we've grown year on year. Um, you know, we've got tens and tens and tens of thousands of towers out there now, and um, we've got dozens and dozens of farms um, using towers, and most of them using them very successfully. So it's a lot of fun now to kind of see other people in that community begin to interact with people and um, to see that community start to grow and people start to share a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, it's grown an awful lot in the last few years. It's hard to even keep track of everyone who's an upstart farmer these days. And uh, that's a great thing. I'm excited to see that network grow. I'm excited to see them interact more with each other. And um, the less I say, the better, honestly. So the more people that are there, the more people that are sharing their problems, sharing their solutions, that's a great thing. We're really excited about that. Yep. It was a little bit of a leading question because I looked up today how many upstart farmers are actually in our system. And it's at 35 really active farmers in the community and 57 total farmers. So there's, some of the farms have more than one farmer, but that's still pretty impressive growth for just one or two years. Yeah, it's so great. And, you know, the I, I love how collaborative everyone is, and I really hope that that continues in the community because, um, you know, for a lot of us, we are pretty, we're disenfranchised. We're a little disillusioned with kind of the traditional production model and distribution model. And I feel like if that's not incentive to share our problems and solutions and say, you know what, um, I can make a lot of money in this market and I don't need to feel threatened by these other farmers, you know, a few towns over or a state over, we can talk about our problems, we can share our solutions, and we can grow this distributed production network um, and build off of each other's brand power, you know, so we can... We can uh, build a lot of branding power around the Upstart Farmer label and help people access their markets a lot faster. 
And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's totally kind of a side note to what you were saying. But it's amazing. It's really amazing how many people are a part of this now. And hopefully we just see it continue to grow. And um, it's, it's just a very rewarding thing for me to see. This is Marilyn Yamamoto with Upstart Farmers, and the reason why I'm an Upstart Farmer is because we enjoy using the Zipgrow Towers and growing hydroponically. I'm Noah with Brad Agritech. I'm an Upstart Farmer to help feed my community. So with all this growth occurring in the Upstart Farmers Network, they must be received really well in their communities, right? Yeah, you know, almost all of our farmers are a hit in their communities. Um, a lot of them, you know, honestly, a lot of them are still struggling to find their model. So a lot of them are, are they're growing now and they're trying to find what is the optimal way uh, for me to address my market? What is the optimal way for me to sell my produce? And they're still um, kind of going through that process. And that's an ongoing process. I'm not sure that ever ends. But, um, yeah, you know, the community has received that really well in almost every instance. Um, people are always excited about local producers. And once they see live food, uh, for the producers that are doing that, they can get really excited about that. So super local, hyper local, whatever you want to call it, um, combined with the fact that, you know, the, the uh, producers who are growing this are just generally awesome people mean that, yeah, there's, there's no problems. The market has no problems with the product. They like the product. Almost anywhere you go, uh, the market is very enthusiastic about the product. So that's always great to see. That's always great to see. Communities love this kind of thing. So do a lot of people want to become upstart farmers? Are there still a lot of potential upstart farmers out there who are going to be joining in the future? Oh, yeah. I mean, my hopes for the upstart farmers are to see an upstart farmer in every single town, and in a lot of towns, multiple upstart farmers. I think that the market is wide open. This is a frontier market. And the business model, the models that are being pioneered by people, everything from, you know, kind of more traditional produce sales to service models for green walls with towers to you name it. It's amazing uh, how many different models have been developed and are kind of in the process of being developed. So there is a ton of room, not just in, in towns, but in, in there are multiple markets in towns. So I would love to see this network continue to grow and I would love to see hundreds or thousands of small farmers that would call themselves upstart farmers. There is so much room in the market for more upstart farmers. And I really think that people can get excited about it. One, because it really removes a lot of the, the doubt, it removes a lot of the uncertainty, a lot of the um, the scary parts of striking out and trying something new. So, I mean, most of our farmers have left a career somewhere else to become a farmer. They they were tired of the rat race. They were tired of this. They were tired of that. And they said, you know, I'm willing to live a simpler life. And this is something that is, uh, you know, this is something that I want to do. And I don't necessarily know how to do it, but, you know, we're going to give it a shot. And so they come to us and they kind of do some of the business courses that we work with them on and uh, they do some research. And um, then as they kind of enter the upstart farmers community, they're, they're supported in process. 
So it, it's the idea that, you know, it's not just about putting it all together and starting to grow. It's about learning how to do that, learning how to market, all of that stuff. And I think that that's really attractive uh, because, you know, most of us didn't know that much about business before we became a farmer. And then we realized it was as much about selling our stuff as it was about growing it. The nice thing is there's farmers in the community now that have learned the hard lessons for everyone else. And for the most part, they're really open about sharing those those lessons. And they're really, really great people. So, yeah, I don't. I, I think that everyone can get really enthusiastic about joining the community and being a part of it because it's all upside. So even with all of this community support and resources and training that the Upstart Farmers offer, it's still a really scary thing to quit your day job and start a farm. So why should all these potential Upstart Farmers out there that are just kind of waiting take the plunge and actually do it? Well, you know, there's, um, there's something to be said for having good timing. And, you know, looking at the year, looking at kind of the seasonality of produce, looking at uh, kind of the resources you have available. It's a, it's a good time to get started in the spring, um, especially in the spring, because you're just prepping yourself for all of the, the summer markets. And then through the summer, because if you can grow in a greenhouse, you can continue to sell into the fall and the winter. So just from a seasonal perspective, there's something to be said for uh, trying to get started closer to the beginning of the year or through the summer as opposed to later. Um, as far as just kind of larger reasons, it's not going to get better than this. I mean, the culture right now is so focused on local food. It's so focused on healthy food, on accountability, on transparency. People have become disillusioned with organic. They realize that it's mostly hogwash, and they, they've become disillusioned with a lot of kind of the traditional standards that, that used to say, hey, this is safe to eat, this is good for you, you feed this to your kids, um, no problem. They've come to realize that there are a lot of problems with that system, and a lot of the things that have traditionally been what's qualified produce as being safe or as being better for the environment, uh, those, those aren't necessarily valid. So as people begin to think, you know, actually knowing my farmer will be better, maybe growing local is always going to be more environmentally sound than growing a thousand miles away. Like there are just some common sense things that are driving people to local food. And so culture is aligned right now. Uh, the goals of our consumers, the goals of our markets are closely aligned with our goals as growers. And this is a fairly recent thing. You know, it used to cost you a lot of money to get an organic certification to be able to sell to some of these niche organic markets. Well, a lot of people in the organic markets are saying organic isn't that important anymore. Local is more important. And they're right. They're right. And so being able to kind of harness that cultural and the goodwill of your communities and the fact that a lot of people are excited about local producers and want to support local producers and are willing to pay a little bit extra for something that's local, that, I mean... It's not going to get better than it is right now. This is this is um, just a wonderful, wonderful time for the industry and a really great time to get started as a small producer. And that doesn't always mean you need to quit your day job. I mean, sometimes it means you you start on the side and you try and and uh, m you know make mistakes on a smaller scale. Um, but for most people, you know, it does mean taking the leap, does mean uh, jumping into it. 
It does mean you know putting together a business plan and working at your financials and going out and scouting the market and finding a place to sell your stuff. All of the stuff that we tend to talk about and then kind of do support through Upstart Farmers with, it's it's a good time to do that. Um, it's scary, but uh, you know all the best things in life are all, are a little scary. You know it's impossible to do something good without without some scariness to it. So Nate, you touched on this at the beginning. But if you could distill it down to just one sentence, why are you an upstart farmer? I'm an upstart farmer because I love to grow food and I love the idea of community, uh, the community that comes with growing that food, being part of something big, being part of something that um, is a lot bigger than little, little old Laramie or Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, it's, it's about being part of a network and being part of uh, something big. Well, hey, thanks, Nate, for introducing us to the Upstart Farmers today. 2015 is the year of the Upstart Farmers, and we're growing fast. It's exciting and easy to get involved. So will you join us? This has been Why I'm an Upstart Farmer and You Should Be Too on Upstart Farmers Radio. Check out radio.upstartfarmers.com for more information on this episode and to learn more about the Upstart Farmers.